Welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell, where we share helpful tips, introduce exciting new products, and celebrate all things machine embroidery. I'm your host, Kim Christofferson, and I can't wait for you to experience the joy of creativity with us. And, and having that team and kind of the success of, of these early products and then the events program and other things that we were doing at the time really started to fuel the engine. And we were adding more employees, you know, we're able to get out to a lot more shops, the buzz was building. Um, and, you know, all completely guided and driven just by this desire to always make this amazing experience of joy, joy of creativity for the are those people who were kind of at the end of the line of this, of buying those products and attending the events. Yeah. What was cool about it too, is that again, it's kind of like you looking, you're, if you're looking back at when this, the block of the week first started and my sister's shop and people would come in and they would say, you know, I, I don't know what I, you know, I've never done this before, but I know they're going to teach me something new. You know, I'm going to have fun with this creative outlet. The same thing happened with events is that now people who've never machine embroidered before, never touched an embroidery machine, never thought they'd, you know, in their minds, they didn't, I like to say people they don't know what they don't know, right? Yeah. They, they think of an embroidery machine and they think, oh, that's about monogramming only. You right. know, well, yes, absolutely. Beautiful monograms How many are, tells can I are monogram? awesome, right? <laughs> but there's so much more you can do with an embroidery machine. And that's what these events allow people to do is to come in, be taught by, you know, amazing. Learn different techniques. Yeah. Amazing people. Different who, fabrics. Different. Oh, for sure. And they, and a whole new creative outlet, a world of opened up to them that they might have been a little nervous to even step foot into a store before. But now that they, they could go home with these finished projects and go, Oh, I really like that. I think yet for their first project, there's a step-by-step instruction and someone there, if you get tied up. Well, right. And is, and is this kind of started to open up, we ended up, the space that we were in was too small. We, We moved into a new building with more room for a team and a warehouse and then that quickly wasn't and enough as soon as you get settled you got to move to the next <laughs> think, one oh, i'm right. seeing a pattern here so then we we bought or we rented another just warehouse to put everything mm-hmm. into and then from there that wasn't enough we got to build another building and moved into that but over the course of really from that 2017 to 2020 time um we introduced a lot of things into the company. We had a full operations department with all of the kitting and assembly and inventory shipping and stuff like that. Um, We made a product development team Mm -hmm. that really all of these steps that either just Jeanette and one or two other people or Kim were doing, we turned into a business operation where we had a team of, yeah, there was designers. We have a team of digitizers, a team of testers, people writing instructions and editing. Edit. And doing all of these different things. And testing things. all the different brands on uh, different machines. Different machines. Yeah. Right. Yes. Build out a product management team to, to come up with the new ideas for the products and work with, you know, creating the art and, and what the project's going to be. And, you know, finance teams and marketing teams and just everything. We had, you know, we had to have technology teams now because, uh, you know, we had to have all that stuff. Things keep breaking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so... It was kind of like that was that was quite the whirlwind yeah. going through those years of just... Well, and it was really fast and very accelerated, I feel like. Right. I mean, you're going from we've got you're five employees so to fast, we've got so 20 quickly. employees to we've got 
50 employees till we yeah. got 75 employees and now we hit 100 employees and then and you know oh. in there and with that growth is exciting but it's also stressful it's extremely difficult because you know you'd go about 6 months and everything that you were doing blew up again it didn't work anymore right. yeah you had to right. you had to kind of re that's what i say you're rewriting all the policies and procedures and exactly. even job descriptions yeah well and as you're growing a company i mean i always kind of make it like the idea of the growth of of a, an organism right it starts out as a single cell and then that divides into two and then those two divide into four yeah. And those four cells divide into eight. And if you don't keep a tight hold on it, it's kind of like those gremlins. That <laughs> exactly. Fast, you don't know what to do with them. And it just keeps growing. And so the job that one person had now becomes two jobs, and then that's four jobs, and then that's eight jobs. Yeah. And, um, you know, luckily we just had this really amazing team of, of super dedicated um, people that, that we brought on. And, you know, the thing that was really interesting about about that was a lot of the people that we were bringing on to work for the company, they, they thought that what we were doing was interesting and they were interested in the creativity of the company, but a lot of them didn't have a lot of background in what the job was that we were hiring them to do. Um, we were bringing back a lot of people who had been out of the workforce, mm-hmm. staying a lot of stay-at-home moms, yeah. and we were bringing in other people and just... Um, bringing them in and, and training them in their job and showing them what it is that we did um, and, and finding that they were incredibly, incredibly capable um, and picked on up on it quick, were so dedicated and worked hard. And, and when you have somebody like that who, who wants to work hard, is super dedicated, is honest, and just has their heart in it, I mean, amazing things can happen. Well, and I think that speaks to Kimberbell too, because um, I know as someone coming into that, it was so nice to know you could come in. You wanted to work. You were, my kids were getting older. You know, I had some more free time on my hand, but I still wanted to be a mom. I still wanted the flexibility. And I think Kimberbell was great at bringing people in, looking at the qualities that they had and saying, you know what, those qualities that you possess would be great in this position Mm -hmm. and we'll train you and we'll teach you. And so I think it was a win-win. We felt like, I know for me, after not working, being a stay-at-home mom for what, 20 years, yeah. But to come back into the workforce was a little scary. I remember thinking, who's going to want to hire me? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad we did. I know. I mean, the thing, and, so, and that kind of repeated over and over again to where now, I mean, you look at our leadership team managing the company and, and these different departments and, and all these professionals who are working for us and um, what, you know. Just, well, they've really been here from the ground up. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of those same people we talked about early on are still with us mm-hmm. and carry all of that, that background and, and now industry knowledge, business knowledge, just how to, and, you know, we've grown it together, but, um, so we grew rapidly and I would say around 2020, I don't know, we were up to maybe 75 or so employees, 80 employees. And, um, and then all of a sudden like we hear about <laughs> COVID, oh, COVID. <laughs> the coronavirus. <gasps> COVID-19. You know, it was kind of spooky because we had made all of this investment and built this team and hired all these employees and had, you know, tried to create this brand and this product line in this customer base. And um, and now we're looking at everything's going to shut down. 
Well, and then there closed. were shops that had to close for a while. Yeah, there really were. And we had to redefine how we worked here. You know, we had to all of a sudden we were setting up to work from home because mm-hmm. there wasn't enough room to be mm-hmm. far enough apart. Mm-hmm. To, That's right. To we we yeah. had to I mean, we had to make some really quick decisions. Um, a lot of companies that, you know, were around were were immediately saying, OK, we're going to scale down. OK, lay off, lay off your workforce. Hunker down, write it out. And, you know, in my heart, I just couldn't bring myself to say that's what we were going to do. Because we had, we'd worked so hard to arrange this amazing team and to put together this amazing product line and knew all of the good that it was doing out in, in the world. Which more than ever, we all know. That's need exactly it, right? what I was going to say. And at that time, Mm-hmm. Holy cow, did people need something yeah. that they could do at home? Yeah. And so we just said, you know what? <laughs> this is probably dumb. We're just gonna go for it. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep the team together. We're keeping the band together. <laughs> we're not gonna break up. You yeah. know, and, and we're gonna go for it. And we did, and I would say like in that year, February, March, April, pretty scary. Yeah. You know, a lot of the shops were trying to figure it out. They were shutting down. We saw a dip in sales. Um, as, but to as your you credit, imagine. what did you have coming on the back burner? Do you remember what it? you guys released that was year? Was it Love Notes? That was one of them. Mm-hmm. But you also, that's when Bella Box got introduced. Oh, that, that would have been right around, or Bella Box was right around there. Yeah. And yeah. so, which was kind of like something that could be sent right to people's homes. Um and so that was there. You're right. And and what we did, though, is we saw, you know, we talked to the shops, you know, what are you guys going to do? A lot of them are like, hey, we're just going to kind of, we're going to just kind of bring our operations down just like, you know, a little bit. Maybe we'll try to do some drop off. And and I got to say, I was super impressed with, with just the guts and grit of a lot of the people out there who are running these shops because yeah. they're like, you know what? We're going to adapt. They really did get creative. I remember there was a lot of, hey, put your order in. We will get it all bagged for you. You can pay online. Just just pull up. Let us know you're here. Pop yeah. your trunk. We'll put it in the back and yeah. you can go. And I was really impressed with the creativity and the ingenuity that people came up with. And some of them were mm-hmm. really quick to adapt. And Well, hey, I mean, I'll tell you, these um, the people who run these shops have an absolute passion and love for what they're doing for their customer bases. They feel an extreme, I'll tell you, I mean, if you've got a local quilt shop, I'll tell you, they have an extreme amount of love and care for you as, a, as an end consumer and want to do everything they can because, and it's, and it's driven from a place of a love of, of the hobby, yeah, a love of the sense of community love that of they people. create with their customers. Yeah, and, exactly. And their a, friends and their family. And they a desire are. to serve. And so, you know, what they did was, yeah, they're doing the drop-off thing. Um, they're like, hey, let's figure out how to do some online classes and things like that. And and the 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 one thing about the space we're in is okay, so what 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 have we got now? We have a bunch of people who are yeah, stuck at home yeah. without anything to do. Yeah. And um and they have if a there love. was ever a time they needed a creative <laughs> outlet, it would be now. <laughs> they, right? Exactly. They have a love of machine embroidery. And my goodness, they need the joy of creativity in their life right now because these are dark days. Yeah. And so. Well, just to go back to, you know, what we just a little side note here. 
Love Notes was a, a program that we produced. We created a whole year in advance. Absolutely. Right. And this was going to be a throwback to the whole 40 by 40 quilt, I you know, wall hanging quilt block of the week type of theme. And, you know, we were preparing this in 2019 to be released in 2020. Right. Well, little did we know that what COVID was, was about to happen. So we had created this whole idea of, you know, that it would be a mystery that shops would send out an envelope in the mail, oh. snail mail, right? And just something back to that, giving, who doesn't love to get something right? in the mail? Well, exactly. Yeah. And so we did this, we took on this challenge of going, how could we create a worldwide mystery where shops every week was sending a, a love note, an envelope with the instructions for the next section of the quilt? Right. Here we go into 2020, March, was it? Mm. And That's everything shuts about. down. I mean, it kind of gives me chills thinking time, about though. it because the timing couldn't have been better. Now these envelopes that were already prepared to be released were love letters. And they were being sent by a time when snail mail the into their mailbox. And people didn't have to come into the stores to pick them up. They could be sent um, through the mail, which is kind of cool to think mm. about. That was yeah. a really special time uh, for our company, I think. It was. It was. It was a kind of a crazy time because you know we we did end up um, sending a, all the employees that we could went to work from home and like lot, so many other companies we were doing the the Zoom calls for yeah. our teams. People were re remotely accessing the systems to to do whatever work it is that they needed to do. Some teams, I mean, you know, you can't really ship a product from home. So there were certain teams, operations right. and others that had to be in the office mm -hmm. or at the at But the at, different and at different times. At different times. Staggering we, and spreading out. Right. And, yeah. We tried to make it work. But it is interesting that um, what we saw was our industry quickly adapt to um, selling online, which a mm -hmm. lot of shops weren't comfortable with, but they got comfortable with it fast. Yeah. And, and we kind of rearranged some of our programs, particularly the events, so that they could be done virtually. Yeah. So before, you know, before pre-COVID, it was, the, you know, having these in-store events was really awesome for, it was awesome for everyone. I mean, those who lived near a shop or could travel to a shop loved the ability to get together, gather with like-minded people and, you know, have a day or two of uh, creative creativity. Um, and learn, you know, have some fun, eat some food, have a and lot of laughs, you name done. it, right? And so that was all in store, um, not to be done virtually. Well, then COVID happens and we're thinking, well, what better time to open this up for those who are at home to bring a whole lot of joy into their lives? So now, whether you live near a quilt shop or not, you could still experience all these you know, really fun, interesting new projects um, from the comforts of your own home and being taught through, you know, Zoom or Facebook Lives or, or however shops ended up doing it. Um, but we definitely had to adapt to that. We now were like training our shops how to use Zoom, how right. to use these, you know, mm -hmm. um, these technologies to reach the consumer who was who was at home. And just kind of trying to find our way at the same time they were oh yeah through how, how do we do all of this and you know i gotta really give them credit those they just uh dug in and they figured it out and and for everyone out there who you know were customers of the shop or whatever 
they also had to make an, a little bit of an adjustment sure. and, and say, well, maybe I'll give one of these virtual events a shot. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm not, haven't been a very enthusiastic e-commerce customer, but I'm going to go ahead and start ordering some of these things from the shop's website. And, and a whole and new world it. has opened up to it that. It really has. You know, they love it. Right. The, the, one, and the one thing that I found is really interesting is, um, you know, every shop has kind of a different personality They've got, you know, their staff, they've got their things that they get excited about and kind of, you know, the people who are there. And in the past, that goodness was, I guess, sort of somewhat um, contained to their local geography because they were mostly getting people who lived around within a certain, you know, area around their shop would come in and shop there and get to know everybody. But um, through kind of opening up, and doing things virtually and doing more online like that. So many of these shops have been able to, to find their tribe now way outside of their geography. And, and there'll be people halfway across the country or maybe across the world that, you know, that, that find their, that particular shop that they feel really connected to and, and that they love. And, um, and so, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these shops have have expanded their customer base and found other people who they can really connect with and and hold events and and do online classes. We we have a a program that's called dealer exclusives where, um, it would be more for like clubs and classes and demos that people come in and make small projects. And we made that more virtual, uh, virtually available. It's Mm -hmm. called digital dealer exclusives and shops can send those out for like an online club. Um, that people who, wherever they are can, you know, participate in. And what's kind of cool about that is that what we saw and what we've heard from, you know, feedback from shops is that, you know, they're, they might have like a mother daughter duo and, but those, that mother lives on the East coast, the daughter lives on the West coast or best friends who, you know, one lives in Oklahoma and the other one lives in Florida, you know, wherever, I mean, in different parts of the country. And yet they're all in on the same Zoom call or the same class, you know, online. And so they feel this connection like, hey, yeah, we took a class together. Yet, you know, they were so, they were miles apart. That's but amazing. Still, the bond that can be That created. connection can still be there. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful to live in a time where we have this kind of technology to still bring us together in such a, a great way. Right. And, you know, the thing that I find is, is so great is, you know, a lot of, hopefully this is kind of behind us and, um, and a lot of shops are now opening back up again for, and have opened up over the last year or two for in-person events and that kind of thing. And there's, a, and that's great. I, I think that there's, it's hard to replace what happens in an in-person event, just everybody being together and it's so fun. But, you know, now this other way of doing things is also in the mix so maybe and somewhere in person. It, that's what I was say. It gives them options because not everyone has the opportunity or the means to be yeah. able to travel to a shop and do those types of events. But it just it uh, opens it up to more people because yeah. now they have a choice. Right. That's right. And so for us as a company, through through 2020, we kind of saw things. You know, we had that you know, three or so months where it's like, oh, this is kind of spooky. But we were able to hold on and luckily Spooky? We... I'm talking like can't sleep at night. Definitely. Okay, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible for all of us. So let's be honest. And so, you know, the yeah. thing is is um, you know, we were able to kind of keep everything together and and ride it out and kind of kept our foot on the gas pedal, to be honest, yeah. even even through that. 
And uh, and then coming out of that, you know, we went right into 2021 and were introduced to disruptions in the supply chain. Yeah. That was just so sick of hearing that. But, you know. That could be a whole nother segment. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Not for the faint of heart. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you know, 2021 and 2022 were, were, were more, almost more difficult than 2020 because of all the follow on effects of. Well, and I think we were so excited to get out of 2020 and so ready to be past all of that. And then there were just these minor little, not minor, they weren't minor, they were major. But all these inconveniences that were still just lagging. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the thing is, we're like, we're done with this. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten to the point where um, we plan out our product roadmap two years, three years out in advance. And what we're working on right now is going to be released to be sold in a year. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and, and that requires a lot of involvement well, yeah. and a lot of coordination. And especially if we're bringing things in materials or other things that have been sourced to be brought in, to be part of whatever offering that we're making. And so everything is kind of planned out very tightly month by month to be released. And, um, you know, when all of a sudden there was this craziness of backed up ports and things not coming in or things sitting on ships. you, you put a For bunch literally of, months. Yeah, yeah. Put a bunch of fabric stuff on a ship in a container and let it sit on the ocean for a few months. It's not good. No. It's moist. Moisture <laughs> and fabric and things don't go. And so, oh. you know, we ended up with a whole lot of shuffling and pivoting and and just trying to keep things rolling through uh, 2021 and even to some extent last year, um, you know, but I'll tell you, we scrambled and just figured out a way to make it work. Um, and we've got an amazing team that made it all happen. They made it all happen and made it work. So one interesting thing, you know, for so many years, um, we were producing, um, sewing and quilting and machine embroidery products. And it was really right. I can't remember if it was 2021, 2020, somewhere around there. Um, as a leadership team, we kind of got together all of our, and we were looking at um, everything that Kimberbell does. And in business, there's this concept comes from a book called Good to Great, where you discer- determine what your hedgehog is. And that's kind of just a silly way of saying, you know. What is it that you can be best at? What, right. what do you feel like you can be best at? in the world and and what is it that you're really good at? And there's a way to kind of evaluate and look at that. And so we really th- sat down and we thought it through and we looked at it and we're like, and we looked at what customers were buying really. We let the market make a lot of the decisions for us. And we realized, you know, for us as a company, it's machine embroidery. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we make amazing sewing and quilting things, but gosh, it was only like five or 10% of our sales and everybody just wanted machine embroidery. And so at that time, we kind of made the decision and we were so worried about this. We're like, oh, you know, but let's just go with machine embroidery. And we were really worried. Well, what about the sewing and quilting only people who don't machine embroider? They're going to hate us. Um, Yeah, I mean, it could be disappointing for sure. But we we knew we had to move forward in a in a very focused direction. And that's what our hedgehog was. We knew we could, you know, provide excellent you know, uh, instructions, excellent digitizing. Um, the end product was going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. We could deliver the stabilizer, the fabrics, you know, we have a whole line of Kimberbell fabrics that are made with, uh, we could deliver the whole package, 
you know, and that's what really we could be best at. Right. And like, providing an amazing experience. Well, and I think sometimes when you're trying to diversify and be in too many places, it's like you do a lot of things good. Yeah. But you can't really focus and be great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that's what we did. We made the decision at that point, like, okay, machine embroidery is our deal. And that's what we're going to focus in on completely. And, and that's what we've done. And I think it's worked out really well. And, yeah. um, you know, as a company, we continue to produce just really great machine embroidery products and and everything that goes in that world, right? Like Kim mentioned, the stabilizer and the materials and tools and blanks and embellishments, all that kind of stuff and packaging it all together around this concept of a project that, you know, we want to make this project and then there's a whole thing around that, whether it's the design itself or the background quilting that goes with it or or the kit of materials that go with it or the stabilizers that you need. We really want to bring all of that together um, to make it easy to create and to have that amazing experience. And it's like you just know what you need to do and remove any friction that stands in the way of that particular joyful experience happening. And so that's really been a lot of our focus and, and really how we plan on moving forward. Yeah. Well, and Kimberbell can be your one-stop place because... They have fabric, they have stabilizer. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, we are very excited about the idea of having this amazing team full of passion, deep, deep knowledge based on, gosh, you know, 12, 13 years of experience of just really passionately looking at how can we make this better? Yeah. How can we make this easier? How can we make it so that Customers can do more and more and more exciting, interesting things. And machine embroiderers can really have that rich experience um, where everything's there and it works flawlessly. And really what we want to create is so that when, if somebody is at a shop, right, or they're online or whatever they're doing, and they're looking at a product or a project that they might want to make, I think when you're doing that, you're you're kind of in a bit of a vulnerable position because you're looking at this thing and saying, I would really love to do that. I think that looks like a lot of fun. But it's intimidating. It's right? intimidating. Okay. And Am I capable? Am I capable? Am I gonna get yeah. this and never get How to finish much is it? It's gonna cost me. Right. Can I do it? Mm-hmm. Is this worth my money? Is this worth my time? Yeah. Is this worth my effort? And in a lot of ways, also, is this worth me putting myself out there to even try? Because if I try and it doesn't work, I'm probably going to feel really bad about myself. Um, but if, if on the other hand, if I get this thing and I do it and I succeed, we all know how that feels. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. That's the feeling that I think a lot of times these DIYers and creative people are chasing is I just absolutely love the process and I love the feeling of when it's complete. I love the idea of when I give it to somebody. Yeah. What it's done too is it's created this amazing community of mm-hmm. people who, you know, 
are now friends online and they call themselves Kimber Bellas and Fellas and they help each other out and they troubleshoot and they, you know, are there to, we have a Facebook group that's called the Kimber Bellas and Fellas and they are passionate about, you know, their Kimber Bell time. We're so grateful for, for those people out there that love what they're doing and are willing to share it and help each other and cheer each other on. And it has been a beautiful thing to see see the friendships that have happened because and, of this yeah, love this. of and they you know, may only products. be online friends yeah. it may and only be through that group yeah and i've met people from all over the country the world through kimberbell that i would have never known before and right. i pinch myself even today when i think Gosh, I was a I was a stay-at-home mom. I was a fourth grade teacher. I was just making teacher. my little pillows. I know, exactly. And it really it just um, makes me tear up, honestly, when I think about it. Because I look around me every day at the office and I go, all these people are here working so hard for for the company, for the brand, for the, the end consumer out there who's who's doing this, for the shops. They all put everything they've got into it every day. And it was just a little something that we started in my home with my crying two-year-old, you know, in the crib because mama wanted to keep sewing, you know. I mean, it's just, it truly is an amazing thing, um, what has happened over the years. Yeah, it's great. We want people, when they look at the Kimberbell brand, to look at it and have that confidence that in our brand promise that that they'll experience the joy of creativity. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you can trust this. You, you, if you if you take a Kimberbell product and you come home with it, it's going to work and yeah. you're going to have that experience. And yeah. so it's amazing to have the team that's helped to put all that together. And yeah, it's been it's been a long run and an exciting ride. And now that little baby is a senior in high school. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. It's it's been a, it's been really fun. Yeah. I, I wonder if we've missed anything. I don't know. Any, any highlights? <laughs> any other sure. burning questions you have, Deanna? <laughs> None that I can think of. Amazing. Well, you know what? We're we're so grateful for everything that's that's come to this point and for everybody that supported the company along the way. And we'll I guess keep, all we can say is thank you. And, thank and you. And we'll keep going let, at it. <laughs> yeah, this story is far from over. We're going to keep having a lot of fun. Rest assured. We have plans for many more years for amazing machine embroidery projects and experiences that you absolutely are not going to want to miss. Can I agree more? What else can you say? Yeah. (laughs) Mic drop, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, it it truly is the case. And it's, we can't uh, thank the people that have supported us along the way enough. uh, And I think it goes both ways. I think when a consumer goes in and they pick up a Kimberbell project, they know they can take that home. They can accomplish it. They have a whole group of support online. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for interviewing us today. Thank you for letting me. It's been so fun to get the entire story. We get a condensed version when we're hired here, but (laughs) nothing like this. (laughs) And to be able to be here and learn and I love it. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. We'd love for you to subscribe at any of your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, and while you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show and leave a review. And don't forget to share the podcast. You can find us at Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, Kimberbell.com.